0: Hello and welcome to the Start Creating Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you grow on social media from YouTube to Instagram and so much more. I am your host, Alan Spicer, your YouTube certified expert. I have around about 12 years worth of experience in this industry from web development to social media marketing and video editing in itself. This podcast will be about news, tips, tricks, and your submitted questions, should you need any help within the social media space. So, follow, subscribe, enjoy the ride, go out there, start creating. Hello, and welcome to the very first Start Creating podcast. Now, why am I starting a podcast? Well, I personally tend to get the most value out of multitasking and if you can win back a little bit of your own personal time and learn at the same time without, without realizing you're doing it, then it can maximize your potential. So I thought that I'd start offering insights into my life, insights into my social media growth and my experience with the industry in an audio form that you can then listen to in the shower or when you go and pick up your stepdaughter, when you go to the corner shop, in my case I listen to many things when I'm just sat on the toilet or having a bath. So I know it helps me, so I thought I'd help you. And also, I'll be honest, builds a new audience, it grows the family. Maybe there's some of you that just don't watch YouTube. You just don't get it. It's fine. If I can help you using a podcast that you can find anywhere, Stitcher, whether it happens to be on Apple iPa- um iTunes when it happens to be Google Podcast, there's a wide range of places you can get this podcast, then I can hopefully help you. And if I can share my insights, my failures, then maybe I can enrich your life and maybe you like this and you share it on. Or, you know, you hunt it out on iTunes and Google Play Store and stuff like that and you kind of leave a five-star review to help spread this out to help as many people as possible. So. How is this podcast going to go forward? Well, in the future, I do plan on having a format. This one won't follow that format. Today, I'm going to tell you about my journey from teenage wrestling nerd to a full-time YouTuber. But, in future, it's going to be broken down to me in a few seconds. First of all, a little bit of personal news. From time to time, I want to share with you my life. Whether it's my battle with the GP, because I'm terrified of them, whether it's my plans for the, the future development of my social media brand or anything that's going on in my life that's interesting that I feel that you could benefit from. Then we'll touch upon stuff within the industry and the business, so anything that's in the social media marketing world, anything that's in the social world, whether it's YouTube apocalypses, whether it happens to be a change in the YouTube system, an algorithm change, Facebook into inter- graphics and interfaces, that kind of thing. If I can help, if I can give you my opinion, if I can read a news article and translate it for you while you're listening and while you're on the go so you don't have to read it for yourself, then I can then give you my opinion and give you some insights there. I'll then pick a topic that will be the general theme of the podcast. These can be submitted by you, or it could be something that is, I feel at the time, helpful, whether it happens to be how to grow your YouTube channel, how to benefit on Instagram, why Instagram removing likes, for example, could be beneficial to all of us, those kind of things. If you want a question answered, you simply tweet at Alan Spicer YT using the hashtag StartCreatingPodcast and I can tackle those as well. And then we'll close out each podcast with a relevant throwback to my back catalog. Basically, I have around about 300 videos on YouTube and some of them are motivational rants or comments that I feel that can help you. So we dive back into that archive and I'll serve it to you on a silver platter, getting that juicy knowledge from the past because just because I've said it once, doesn't mean it's not still relevant now. And hopefully it will help you on the podcast as well. Now, before we deep dive into how I went from wrestling nerd into full-time YouTuber, I want to help you with your YouTube game. So go to alanspicer.com forward slash ebook to get your free ebook with 10 top tips to starting and growing a YouTube channel. It's completely free. It will help guide you through every step, the core foundations of every detail to get you started. And these are the basics that got me to where I am right now with 6,000 subscribers after just two years. That's alanspicer.com forward slash ebook. Go and get it. Now, As I'm being truly honest, and this is truly my first podcast, I'll be honest, the microphone failed on the next bit a little bit, so you're kind of listening to Inbuilt mic. Hopefully you still get the story. Enjoy. I'll get better with practice, I promise. When I was 15 and 16, I was an avid wrestling fan. I'd always loved pro wrestling, no matter what. I think the very first pay-per-view I ever saw was WrestleMania 12, where you had Shawn Michaels. Versus Bret Hart in an Iron Man match and I was, I was sold. I was hooked on it for the rest of my life. And I'm still a wrestling fan till this day. No matter what, any time you meet me in the street, you put up my hand, you ask for my opinion on wrestling and I'll give it to you. I just absolutely love it. At the end of the day, it's a good way to escape your world. So at the age of 15, 16, I started a wrestling fan website. It's called fansofwrestling.com, sadly. Doesn't exist anymore. But at the age of 15, 16, I was dealing with 16,000 members to a forum. 16,000. All of these people are wrestling nerds like me, loving what was around at the time WCW, WWF, all the independent scene that, let's be honest, when you're a kid of that age, you didn't really know existed. But you, you'd already bought into the idea of wrestling. You already loved the drama. You was still worrying about the whole Santa Claus effect about it, whether or not, you know, is this real? Is that real? Loved it, absolutely loved it. The best thing about it is this gave me the start into my industry kind of niche. I learned how to run a forum. It was a PHP Bieber forum, and they were terrible to code, but there was a community out there that allowed you to go out and find hacks and plugins that you can add to the code yourself. Basically, you'd go and find a new feature that you wanted, a gallery, a download feature, a new avatar arrangement, that kind of thing, and you'd code it in. You'd go by step by step. Go to this line, change that code of the PHP. Go to that line, change that co- line of the PHP. Now, I won't bore you with every detail of coding, but basically, what I did is I learned to love and offer value to the people within the forums because these 16,000 people will grow over time and they'll be like, Alan, could, it would be great if my signature could do this, Alan, uh, it'd be great if the forum had that. How about a game section? How about a download section? Now, I'd go out my way to deliberately start adding these features, pandering to the audience, giving them value, leading with value, because there was thousands of wrestling fan websites at the time, so at the end of the day, right, I needed to offer something that was different. I needed to offer something that was unique. I needed to offer something that would pull them in from other platforms. So, if I could lead with value, they knew that them spending their 5, 10, 20 minutes, two hours in the evening on my site would be a reason to keep them there and not at any other wrestling fan website that did pretty much the same thing. A dog pile of abuse all on the topic and what was in the, the wonderful show at the time, whether or not they were a WCW fan, whether or not they were a, a TNA fan at the time as it was emerging. And this is something that carried on with me, leading with value. Now, during this time, 16, 17, obviously I didn't need to earn my way. I had my rents paid for me by my parents. Now, unfortunately, for some of you that may know, I lost my dad when I was rather young. So this changed pretty quickly. So around about this time, I was very lucky. I was working in the security industry. I tried a bit of banking, that kind of thing, but mainly I was working in security. And during the security era of my wrestling fan website career, I bumped into someone that later on in life would introduce me in to my next stage of my life. So around about the age of 20, 21, I started dabbling in web development. I'd already kind of been dealing with it with social media forums and that kind of thing, but these connections led to the start of my now 12 year run in the web development world. We started a web development company and whilst I was still doing security, when I was still man guarding in boots, the chemist, and I was still stopping idiots nicking perfume and teenagers trying on makeup, because there's nothing funnier than a teenager coming in after school using all of the free testers that every other minger has used throughout the rest of the day. You know the the shoplifters and the meth heads that want to put their makeup on. There's nothing funnier. Then letting the teenager that have just come from school put on half their face to compare it in the mirror, and then throwing them out of the door because using the testers like that is still stealing. Right? So they panic. Oh, can I just do my other I No, no, you can't, Tiffany. I'm sorry, there's the door. So whilst I was dealing with the security world, and whilst I was dealing this, I was trying to build up the first web development company. Now, I'll be honest straight up front, they never ever made me like millions of pounds. I wish, but in the long run, they made me a wage kind of so I learned in the first web development company that you, you can side hustle. you can talk to people in your weekends, you can talk to people in the evenings, you can get home after a 12 hour shift. you can be on the tap in the taxi, you can be on the train, you can phone people and talk to them. you can sell them a product. so I learned how to sell. I learned how to focus on the client's needs, what color of the website how the website, what's it need to do, does it need to sell? And I'll be honest, once again, back in those days, web development was still seen as this magic that nobody had quite figured out yet. WordPress didn't exist, and it was so much easier to sell someone a product and a service that they knew that they had to get, but they didn't understand quite yet. They knew that the power of the long term would need them to have a website, and we had the ability to build them, so I was able to sell them to them. So. Once I'd learned the focus on the client, and I learned how to promote their business socially, and I learned how to do optimization and blogs and search engine optimization to maximize the potential, I thought after three or four years that it's it's time for me to take this on the road. At that time, I started my first YouTube channel, which some of you may know, it was a very entertainment brand. Unfortunately though, it just didn't chime in line with the community guidelines that you would expect. So in the long run, I had to close it. But during this time, I learnt how to fail. There's nothing more valuable to an entrepreneur, there's nothing more valuable to someone that wants to run a business, that wants to make social media their full-time work, than to learn to fail and take the best out of it. I started my, my first company, which was Spicer Designs, many years ago, and I, I guess I got lazy. I'd done all the hard work to finally start a company, and I had some other clients that I could take with me to make the money to sustain my wage initially, but then I got used to the the feast and famine of the web design world, chasing that next sale to pay for the next build, to pay for the next wage. If you're in the web development world, if you're a freelancer, you'll, you'll know this. At the end of the day, you're, you're constantly hunting for that next client, that next sale, that next thing that pays the bills in general. So, over those two, three years of my first company, I I learned a lot. I learned that you need to work harder. You need to put those hours in. There's a reason why entrepreneurs put in 16, 18 hour days. There's a reason why people don't sleep. There's a reason why they lock themselves into their own house and communicate only with themselves. Now. After the three years, it went horribly wrong. I decided that that was it, I, I had to admit it. I packed up my bags, I, could, I went crawling-ish back to the contacts that i previously worked for, and I went back to work for a web design co- company that was kind of connected to the first one that I was part of. Now, at the time, I felt quite crestfallen. I felt that I was a failure. I look back now and I realize that you have to learn to fall on your face to understand that next time you put your hands down to protect yourself. Or you work harder so you don't fall as hard. So I went back, I swallowed some humble pie, and I went back to working for a web development company. This time, because I'd learned how not to run a web development company on my own, I was able to bring that advice to the new business. I learned a new business model. I learned how to focus on those clients and to try to avoid the feast and famine, the roller coaster that is living from sale to sale. So instead of me selling a website for a thousand pounds and knowing that that can sustain the business for the month, I realized that you needed to dial it back a bit, go for, for the monthly options in which you can help someone on a regular basis, in which you can be their consistent helper, you can offer them value, and if you keep them around, they'll give you two, three, four hundred pounds per month. It may not be the thousand pounds that you get for that specific website sale in one lump, but because you're offering value and you're consistently proving that value, they will stay with you longer. Also, instead of you getting one or two website sales and then having to find someone brand new to convince to sell another website to next month, right? just to meet that profit and loss, just to reach that, that wage run to make sure that all the staff are paid, If you're running on a month-to-month basis and you're entertaining people, instead of you having to seduce a new person every week, you simply keep the people that you already know happy and they'll continue to pay you. So, instead of me having to find 50 people over the course of the year to make sure that I cover the wages, I just keep three or four people happy and I cater to their needs. Now, I continue to run along this line, work with a few blue-chip companies in relation to that company at the time, Fortunately, I'm not able to communicate, subject to NDAs and that business, but I learned a lot from small to medium businesses and the big blue chippers. And then, after a couple of years, it was time. Fortunately, the business didn't feel like that. The, the business that I'd gone to work for just couldn't sustain staff. It was going through a rough patch, and at that time, Instead of me feeling that I'd fallen on my face again, I learned to put my hands out and brace myself. It was time for me to take the skill that I'd already been doing at this point to make YouTube content on a regular basis. But instead of it being entertaining and funny and slightly crude, I decided that it was time to start educating. So I started the Alan Spicer YouTube channel, where I teach you everything about YouTube how to start a YouTube channel, how to grow a YouTube channel, how to push your brand out there onto the second largest search engine on the internet and start creating with you. Now, during this time, I realized that I have to plan it properly. I'd learned from the YouTube channel on the other side that had already had 40,000 subscribers and already gained 30 million, 40 million views that if you pick a niche and you really drill down into it, you can bring value and you can build an audience. Now. At the time, I was unable to bring the audience over from the other YouTube channel because, as I said, it wasn't in line with the community guidelines, it wasn't the same niche, so I closed it. At the end of the day, it was a very painful situation to do at the time, but I believe now it is the right thing to do because I needed to focus on my business, I needed to focus on something that I knew was my long-term growth and my long-term future. So, I buckled down. I put my nose to the grindstone, I picked a niche which was teaching you how to YouTube, and I planned my channel. Initially, be honest, the videos are hideous. But all videos, all YouTube channels are hideous when you first start, right? I stuck to the niche. I was determined to slam out three videos a week, something that was helpful, something that was searchable. Now, once again, when I first started, I put out the wrong stuff. I was more character driven, I was more personalized, I wasn't specifically helping you with your problem. I was just generalizing. And how many YouTube consulting channels, how many YouTube tips and tip channels have you seen that where they're like, yeah, this is how you do it, and they'll give you 10 vague tips, and then by the end of it, you haven't got any value out of it. So I started to drill down, and I realized that if I started on this marathon, this YouTube marathon, and I understood that it's no longer a sprint, that I'm not just gonna put up one video and get loads of views, if I put my shoes on, When I get ready to jog, I can run the marathon that is YouTube. So, I started teaching. I started teaching you how to YouTube. While, at the same time, still creating web development sites. I still had to create sites. I still had to find those clients. But I was still, I was starting to pick up retainer clients, I was starting to pick up YouTube clients and editing clients. And in the long run, I realized that the future was in making multiple people and juggling those multiple people and keeping those on retainers. So the web development helped me initially for the first two years feed myself was I built the YouTube channel for two years. It took me around about 16 to 18 months to get 3,000 subscribers, but because of the legwork, because of me doing 16 to 18 hour days, because I sacrificed and I got up at four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning, I got those extra hours in, I was able to grow the brand, I was able to do that SEO, I was able to do the thumbnails, I was able to make those phone calls, I was able to record those videos. There's 300 odd videos now on the Alan Spicer YouTube channel and it was that grind that built the back catalog that gave me the reputation to make the connections that I have now to now be full time on YouTube because every client that I work with now is directly related to my YouTube work. If I edit edit videos for them, whether I consult for them, whether I actually directly have hands in on the content that they create, so I started this run, and I started teaching, and as the feast and famine roller coaster of YouTube was able to, uh, of web development was able to fade, I was able to focus solely on the YouTube world. Even to the point where, you know, 20 twenty months after I started, I am here today. I'm sat here creating my very first podcast to continue to help, to continue to expand the community. I have nearly 6,000 subscribers and nearly 600,000 views on an educational channel in less than two years. I'm aiming for 10,000 subscribers by the end of this year. I'd love to have a Christmas gift my birthday's in November. You know, 10,000 subscribers should be good. And that's my short-term mini goal. Because if I can give me something, a stepping stone, the next thing that I can aim at, I know that I can then look at my content. I can maximize what's there. I can analyze what did well. I can analyze what didn't. I can talk to the, my community, which is you, and understand what you need. And continue to ask and answer those questions that you need to have to grow yourself. In the long run, I'd love to have that silver play button. Because I nearly did it before. I nearly, but because I chose to step away from something that could have got there, but wasn't sustainable. I, I truly believe that by the time that silver play button finally is in my hands, I would have earned it. I could have got it by now, but I wanted to do the legwork to be a respectable channel. to to offer value to you because at the end of the day if i can expand your brain if i can help educate you in some way that's that means more to me than some kind of smut joke or a sex toy testing now if some of you have seen those then you're welcome they're probably ultra rare by now but enjoy now the podcast is here to help more people the long term goal is the silver play button right And if this is reaching you right now, and in this wonderful new medium, you're listening to me whilst you're doing the housework, or whilst you're in the gym, or on the bus, or in the shower, or in bed, I love you. And hopefully you can come along on this journey with me. You can help me, and we can write the next chapter together. Here I am sat with 6,000 subscribers. I want to dedicate the silver play button to you and this community. Right. I want this Start Creating podcast to be a standard bearer of pure honesty. I will share everything I can with you to help you. From my back history, to what I learn now, to what I learn in the future. Because if I can learn something, and it helps me, and I can teach you, then in five years' time, we can be sat in that airport. We can be sat in that coffee shop, and you can reach over. You can shake my hand. We can chuckle about whatever you're having problems with and we can grow together. At the end of the day, what I want you to do is to go out there and start creating. And maybe, when I retire and I'm 80 years old, I'll start a second YouTube channel teaching you about how to be a retired YouTuber and an OAP. Now, to end out this podcast this week, I'm going to throw back to an episode that was on my YouTube channel just the other week, in which it ties in perfectly, which is YouTube is a marathon and not a sprint. A rant where I highlight to you exactly how hard it is to start and grow a YouTube channel and how some people just don't really realise the legwork involved. Enjoy, and I'll see you soon. It's one of those things that many people get wrong. Many people get impatient. Many people like to look at others and go for the sprint. I'm here to tell you that YouTube's a marathon and not a sprint, whilst I'm walking along my local canal. This has become one of my favorite things in the morning. I drop off my wonderful stepdaughter and she goes off to nursery. And then a process, I gain like an hour and a half, two hours where the world's not fully awake. They're off to work, but because I work from home, I kind of get this weird buffer zone where everyone's manic and focused on their own world, and I've got the canal, <laughs> which means you might get a few more of these. Because this is my little mini-marathon every morning, going for a stroll, whilst your marathon should be the one that's on YouTube. Now so many people look at YouTube and see the established YouTube stars, and they're like, well they're making that content, and how how can they make that content and still survive? How comes they, with that type of quality of content, is the top person? Let's have a look at PewDiePie for example. His content nowadays isn't hugely high production, it never has been, let's be honest, but He has now close to 100 million subscribers. And people look at him and go, well, he started off by screaming at a camera, and now he's got millions of views. If he can do it, I can do it. I could do that better. I can do that in a week. People don't consider the hard work that it takes to get to where he was in the first place. This is the whole marathon versus sprint idea. Basically, he's been on YouTube for, I don't know, 10 years? And in the process, he's amassed 100 million subscribers. I started this journey a long time ago, just, not necessarily directly on YouTube. I initially started in the industry when I was a web developer for a web development company, and within that time I learned how to create titles, write blogs, optimize websites, sort out search engine optimization. When I first started this channel, I was so, so happy if one video got 40 views within their first month, within their first week. I was so happy if I gained 10 subscribers the first month. That should be how it is. It makes you understand and appreciate every view. Now, come on, let's be honest. There's gonna be very few of us that ever pop. There's gonna be very few of us that ever explode and grow that make this a full-time thing. But there are ways that you can help yourself. I have around about 300 videos on this channel. Out of those 300, some of them do well. Some of them do not. (laughs) Now, the advantage is that if you have that back catalog, You can bolster yourself. You can create enough content that you become searchable. You create enough content that people will find you in time. It's kind of like brute forcing it. Now over the last 20 months, I've gone from getting 10, 20, 30, 40 views a week to getting two, 3000 views per day. And the back catalog helps with that. People will find you. People will enjoy one of your videos and they'll go and binge watch the rest of your content. But 300 videos doesn't happen overnight. 300 videos is time, effort, dedication, and understanding your niche or what you want to talk about, what your audience is looking for. It has taken me months and months on end to get to a point where last month I gained an extra seven, 800 subscribers. And the month before that, 600, 400, 200 for ages. I was struggling at around about 10 a month. But it's because of this commitment, because of these videos, because of this back catalogue, that it snowballs. It is the running the marathon of YouTube that helps you grow. You're not going to go from one to a thousand subscribers in a day, no matter what charlatans say on the internet. Now that being said, I may be growing at 700 odd subscribers a month at the moment. I may have gained 2,000 subscribers in the last three months, but I'm still seen as a small YouTuber. I don't have tens of thousands of subscribers. I don't have a silver play button just yet. You may have a few hundred subscribers and you may be looking at me and thinking, well, you know, Alan's got five, 6,000 subscribers. He's a big YouTuber. You may be looking at me and thinking, well, Alan went full-time on YouTube with 3,000 subscribers. He even made a video about it. But I'm not the typical YouTuber. I have a business that runs alongside YouTube, consulting people, I sell products and services, I sell my time, and the 11 years that I was in web development before now act as my income. Not as a web developer, as a consultant, as an SEO expert, as a video creator, as a YouTube consultant that continues to grow and proves he can grow. So even in my shoes right now, I'm still running the marathon. So you may have 100 subscribers, and I may have 6,000 subscribers, but the marathon is still there to be run. I'm not sprinting my way to success, the success that you were looking at from the big YouTubers like PewDiePie who does crappy videos nowadays or whatever. If you're starting on YouTube right now, I honestly, truly suggest you have a five year plan in mind. Where do you wanna be in five years time? What do you need to do to get to it? Work your way back from that. So in five years time, you might want to have a thousand videos. You want to be getting X amount of views and maybe a subscriber count. Now, you have a look at the things that you can control in that situation. You can control how many videos you've made, right? Within that five year period. You can't necessarily control how many people choose to subscribe to you, but you can control how well your videos are. You can control if you're getting better or tweaking them or if you're dialing into your niche. Sort out the five year plan and the views and subscribers will follow. And most importantly, never give up. At the end of the day, if you are running this marathon, if you run two, five, seven, 14, 20 odd miles of this marathon, why would you give up before you hit the end of the race? Never give up. So many people, so many more talented people than me have created YouTube channels and I've seen them come and go. And I miss those people. They may be part of the old movie club, they may be part of their own little YouTube bubble, but they've come and they've gone and they've disappeared and they gave up too soon. It's time for you to go with the flow and maybe go for a walk on your local canal because you never know how beautiful the life is around you. These hidden gems could be just around your corner. Thank you for listening to the Start Creating podcast. If you want more tips, tricks, and advice from Alan Spicer, that's me, then go to youtube.com forward slash Alan Spicer and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. See you soon. Go out there, start creating.